So welcome everyone and thank you so much for all the help that you've given us, all the support. Appreciate it so much. Can't do this without support. Please continue to help us if you can. We have big projects coming up uh, and projects that are just showing up in the middle of the night, like water pipes being frozen and things like that, which maybe some of you know about that. So help us. This this uh, situation does not produce a product or a service. The topic, I should say, this evening's Dharma talk is without and within, without here and within. And this is a polarity we all deal with every day. Powerful. And uh, there's some uh, somewhat suspect which is, uh, that there is, there are even two different dynamics happening there. But let's talk about it that way since that's the way most of the world is running. So what I'm trying to emphasize here, which is I'm trying to emphasize all the time, is you need to train your mind. In other words, instead of trying to do things out here in the world, which you could do some of that also, but you're, you are not going to affect a big change out in the world. The, what you're looking at, at in the world that looks so uh, chaotic is actually dependently arisen. The chaos itself is dependently arisen. You cannot find the first cause for anything. It just looks that way. And this is the very nature of self-centeredness or ego is to think that he, she, they have some kind of say-so about things just because they have a, a little bit of say-so here and there. Important thing uh, to with this uh, without and within is to understand that you need to go within. And you, you do that. There are different ways of doing that, but I am very biased here. And I say, sit down, hold still, and it's totally available. Everything you need is totally available right here. I know there are other teachers and other teachings will disagree with that. And if um, if what I'm saying doesn't connect with you on some level, maybe you need to talk to somebody else. I don't know. I have no idea. But go within and see the movement uh, in the mind stream, what arises. And you'll see the warfare in the mind stream if you look at it long enough. And eventually you will, ha you will have to be responsible for what's showing up in your mind rather than blaming others for it. I don't care how you feel. These are, these are your feelings, not yours in the sense of the ego, but yours in the sense that they're showing up in this consciousness. Just like if you close a door and catch your finger in the door, that is your consciousness. That is not the door doing something to you, getting mad at the door. So dependently risen, hopefully some, some more depth will come out in the questions you'll have around this, but I'll continue to talk a little bit further. I just want to emphasize that. Spend a lot of time bringing everything that, that you can in the, in the without to uh, a stop or to a halt or slow down, sit down, watch the continued movement, the very subtle movement of the mind stream. You will not get a look at the mind stream by doing walking meditation or dancing around in the forest, uh, imagining you're one with nature. All that is is just imagination, imagining you're one with nature. Not wrong, it's just not a spiritual path. It's a mundane path of enjoyment. And you can do that. You may not be 
having so much difficulty. You may not be suffering. You may not be con confused by the nature of what arises in your mind or in the world, in the within or the without. Maybe. But if you're in this room, probably there's some consideration about that. So the idea there is to is about awareness, which I say over and over. It's like they give the same talk over and over again to lots of different people. It's not about correcting or fixing anything. It's about seeing very clearly, seeing very clearly what this is, not what it's called, not how it's described, what it is basically. Until you actually see what this is, you're unlikely to see what that is. Subject, object, these are thought of as being quite a bit separate from each other. This was why we can blame people for things. So that's why we have laws and courts and criminals, judges, insane. So I am not against you or anyone, this sometimes comes up in different ways, not against you or anyone going out and um, joining a particular movement that you agree with that is helpful to, to people, a humanistic approach. Uh, or maybe there's something else I haven't heard of that I, I might be okay with. Not that you have to come to me for any kind of approval. But if you if you have unexamined rage here, and you think it's caused by something out there. This is a very nature. This is what the Buddha was pointing in. So uh, I'm not saying you can just suddenly, oh, I didn't realize that. I'll just stop doing that. You know you can't do that. You can't just change. It's too convincing. You might slow it down a little bit by lecturing yourself, but it's too convincing. One minute you might be seeing it pretty clearly and realize that this is ridiculous. I, I shouldn't really be blaming or whatever. Maybe your interior dialogue monologue, but then the, the, the exterior situation, the, the without, just gets too intense, and so then we start to want to do something about it. Want to throw blame, we want to point fingers, or we want to make accusations, or or maybe we're not doing anything, but we're just sitting there believing that. The other person, the other situation, the other organization, our parents, whatever it may be, our former marriage partner, business partner, was wrong. I have several situations in my life that have arisen over the last quite number of years that is very, very, I would be very accurate to say that I was uh, cheated or lied to and so on in a business situation. But looking back on that, that's those people, I'm not saying I forgive them. I'm not, I would never ask you to forgive anybody. You don't have the you don't have the right to forgive anybody. You're not that powerful. But fundamentally no one is to blame for what is happening. It just looks like it. And it's very, very seductive to buy into that. Most of the world is doing that. Most of society is buying into right and wrong. Should be, shouldn't be. Those of you on the path are probably, some of you are probably experiencing, have been on this for a while, some extreme negativity where you can't find a source for it. 
That's the beginning of the end. This is, don't do anything with that. Don't look for a source. And if you're if you have a source keeps showing up, just look at the source. Don't get rid of the source. Take no position. Just receive, receive, receive. And in that way, you will eventually see that the fundamental nature of all of this shuffling around, this movement, this passion, aggression, and ignorance has no source. Even the worst person we can name, we could all probably come up with a list of horrible people. And if you go on YouTube or uh, or uh, Instagram or TikTok or any of that, you'll find all kinds of finger pointing this way and this way. People just drive themselves crazy yelling at each other. And yes, I'm on there too. So it's not about correcting, it is about seeing deeply, seeing deeply what this is, who this is, who you are. And being responsible for the emotions. I don't care how ragtag or difficult those emotions are yourselves. In other words, don't leave the emotion that is arising in the mind stream for who caused it or what caused it, even though you can. Don't do that. Or do whatever you want. Go ahead, do it. Do whatever you want. How's that working? Okay. It's difficult. I certainly needed a teacher because that's what I was doing with my anger. Blaming others for why I was angry, how I was angry, how I had to get rid of it. Blame. So it has to be seen. If you see it, I'm not saying can't describe what that would be like to see it. It would be more like you won't really see anything. You would just the warfare will drop because it needs the support of the blame or the other or the cause it needs the cause this is why some of you are probably experiencing some i'm not going to call for a show of hands but i know people personally they're experiencing intense negativity with no cause no reason at all just it's intense negativity and it can get worse and i'm here to help you say do it anyway go through it anyway Maybe your maybe your particular karma or causes and conditions uh, won't create that kind of a of a path for you. Maybe it'll be different for you, perhaps. Let's have some questions, please. Sir, Chuck what is the boundary that differentiates between within and without? There is none. That's an illusion. <laughs> but you won't know that until you sit down and watch the mind stream come and go until the differentiation and desire that shows up as me and them guys, and that starts to come apart. That is terrifying to the ego mind. Oh, maybe not. Maybe you'll be lucky and you'll just sit. It's not so bad. What was Sokozan talking about? This is pretty good. Dharma feels forever. I'm being sarcastic, but I'm, I'm also waiting for your next question. Sure, bye. How do we see boundary? How, how do you see the boundary? There isn't one. Seems like I'm operating out of a me and something else over there. Mm -hmm. There's the illusion of the boundary. Well, there's an illusion of a boundary. 
where do I see that? Just stop being deluded by it. And how you see that, you look how how powerful that is, how, how powerful it is to feel like the subjectivity is here and the objectivity is out there. And look at that closely. And depending on who you are, how you're, as I say, often how you're wired or what your particular karma is, it can be extremely difficult to look at this. You're looking at the very nature of ego that defends itself as somebody that needs protecting with passion, aggression, ignorance, pride. When somebody sees that there is no boundary, what is being seen as suffering? What is the actual perception of suffering? It's just suffering. It's just the first noble truth. Life is suffering. What a kind and generous teacher he was. Life is suffering. He didn't say, part time. And then he even went on to tell us why. Sanho. Sanho bowing. I perceive a distinction between myself and like the QAnon crowd. So I avoid them. If I couldn't avoid them, maybe I would just pacify and go quiet. Is there another teaching around how to work with people who might seem very, very different and very, very condemned? Well, so it's very situational. So I, I follow your question, and everyone might have their own version of that, right up to and including your close family. Sometimes they can't even talk about anything uh, political with your parents or something, or your next-door neighbor or something. So I would say just listen as much as you can. But just like, just like when you sit down and face the wall and you just listen or watch or observe the mind stream in your mind come and go and generate ideas, thoughts, opinions, beliefs, or maybe not just stories about this or daydreams. Just observe, do the same thing. Uh, they are they are in the middle of a dream themselves. They just don't know it. And you, if you're on this path, this is this is what this is leading to, seeing that this is an illusion, an extremely powerful illusion that is convincing, especially with all of our nerve endings. Uh, we can... But the way in which it is an illusion actually is aligned with the, also the way in which it deludes us. In other words, as I often do, here's the kotsu, here's the tabletop. That's an illusion. A very solid, convincing illusion, sound. Or it's if you see me, it's me hitting that with a stick. So, Sanho, coming back to your situation, uh, I would say... Keep your distance from those people somewhat, but not not in a an abrupt or violent way or rejective or judgmental way, particularly. It's going to be different with each person. Demanding how close you are. You might have you can have very, very strong connections with someone that when you find out their 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 stance, whatever you want to call it, on what's happening in the world, it's it's kind of hard to believe they would take on a particular position. But just receive it. You can interact a little bit, but it's not about right and wrong. And if you think it is, you'll be tied up in the 
and them being wrong, just like they're tied up in them being in them being right and you being wrong. This is this is why there are wars. Is people are tied up in right and wrong, night and day, up and down, back in the relative truth, which is an illusion. More Sanho. Sanho bowing. Uh, you've talked about this before. I'm just wondering. So, if you're in a situation with someone who is combative in some way, not physically violent, but like verbally aggressive and yes. really want to fight, um, how do you work with them if they're just not being workable? Well, you work with the, the they're not workable. You could even uh, have yourself to start to make things up or invent things. To, uh, because you haven't really told me what the context of that is, but you really don't have to. I would just say, meet them where they're at. You have, you have a little creativity, just the way you met your own uh, confusion, where it's at. You're, you're not, I don't sense you're uh, nowhere near as challenging to your own consciousness as you were when I met you. Would you say, would you say something as a slid off the edge of the rock there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like that response. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but it's not like something changed so much as or you became a different person. You're still the same consciousness. It's just that you're you're just no longer uh, grabbing at something that you used to think was there and was worth hanging on to or clinging to or grabbing or pointing to. That, those are the passion, aggression, and ignorance just start to come apart, not because they're wrong. It's just that uh, they're cover-ups. They cover up the illusion that there's someplace to get someone to be more. Sano. Bian Valley, you use war in a lot of different contexts, within to without. How do you define it? What war is? Well, just uh, something is happening in front of you. Uh, in out in front of you in your world down the hallway in your life in your bedroom at your kitchen table in your country or something is happening inside of you within where you're fighting with yourself conflicting emotions about the nature of what's happening uh, commonly said is well a part of me wants this but a part of me does not want that at all how many times have you said that very much yeah that's warfare and it, it won't always uh, end up in a battlefield, but it, it can be a tremendous amount of tension where there's a lot of saber rattling. Have you heard that phrase before? Saber rattling? That's when the powerful parts of your consciousness start to threaten through rattling their swords. They don't actually pull the sword out, they just rattle them. Clinkety, clinkety, clink. Not a very accurate rendering. More? Ian Bowing, I heard you say it's it's fighting with the reality of what's showing up. Is it's fight, it's what? fighting with whatever's showing up. Reality, no reality. It's, it's fighting with something. And so the teaching coming from this direction is don't agree with the war. Don't disagree with the war. Don't go to war with war. And don't ignore. Don't take your. Don't take your eyes. Don't take your feelers. Don't take your ears. Don't take your, your intuition, and your and your understanding away from the war in order to, to avoid war. Continue to look at that warfare. Most of the world, 
if you were to look around, is doing one of those three and some version or combinations of that. They're either fighting with it, building Bradley fighting vehicles and using politics to say, we've got to fight this, we've got to fight that. But what if we don't do this and Putin will do this? If we don't do that, then my husband will do this. But if I don't go to law, not a good idea to do anything with it. You could say, I could say, anybody could say, oh, yeah, but if I don't do that, then they, the, the, you know who they are. Nobody knows. But if we use that word all the time, they will do this. So I need to get the jump on them and do it first. And in some sense, it might be good to have an agreement about something. If you're with someone where you see that there could be some difficulty, come to some kind of an agreement or understanding so you don't have to fight with anybody. You already have an agreement around it. Yeah. Bowing, are the, the three poisons the ways that we fight or are there, are there more? There are lots of nuance and subtleties around that whole area. There's lots of clashes that show up in different ways, but it is some way of disagreeing with or fighting with or shutting down and that shows up in different ways. Um, And that's just the way the energy of of of, uh, of the belief that there is someone who is in danger, or there is someone who needs to get more, needs to get their fair share, or someone who needs to just forget about this and get out of here and run away. As long as, and that's creating, st establishing, reifying a separate self called the five skandhas, form, feeling, perception, concept, and consciousness. Those five skandhas are there, but they're what's been called self-existing. Sense of feeling or just feeling. It doesn't hook up to the conceptual mind. It doesn't hurt, hook up to, to the body uh, because it's been seen. The whole thing has been seen through. So you can still be embodied. You can still have feelings. You can perceive something. You can think uh, about all kinds of things. And you can have all of your sixth sense field jammering at you from all different directions. They cannot find a person anywhere. Because you've seen through that, you're no longer a pushover to passion, aggression, ignorance, or to the world that is operating out of passion, aggression, and ignorance. You're no longer joining anyone's team to go to war with the South or go to war with the North. No more. Done. No more warfare. This doesn't mean that you're going to let this person kick the hell out of this other person. You're going to beat them up. If you're there, you'll probably do something about it. You probably will donate yourself into that situation and help where you can. Or you might look at it and see it might be another way to work with that because your intelligence is clear. You're not operating out of hatred anymore. If anything, you're operating out of the word I rarely use, but I'll use it now, compassion, which is a fundamental seeing. Compassion is not a feeling. If it's a feeling, we're screwed because a lot of feelings out there people think are compassionate and they are not. But you and bowing, I'm wondering when when you're not on anybody's side anymore. You're not on your own or anybody else's. Yes. Please ask me. Please. Please keep going. Don't stop. Please talk. Well, I'm please come on. Please, come on. Please talking. Keep, keep talking. Keep to basic are you goodness. Doing? Where is basic goodness? You can tell she's a Taurus. <laughs> 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 she says you step the eyes. Go ahead. 
My apologies. <laughs> My apologies. That was fun. Thank you. <laughs> I thought it was. Um, when you're not on anybody's side, your own or anybody else's, yeah. without. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. where is um basic goodness how is how can basic where is basic goodness it's everywhere there isn't anything but basic goodness and people stomp on and trample on all, all in the name of their feelings and how they feel and how the world looks to them and who's right who's wrong you don't have to do that this doesn't mean you're going to form a team of people who are all basically good and are out to do away with the people who are basically bad. <laughs> you just operate out of the dependent origination. You won't know you're about to even function in a certain way. You just find yourself moving in that way because you're you're fu functioning out of your awareness, not out of the fourth skanda or your thinking process. You're not protecting anyone anymore. Not protecting anyone anymore because nothing is threatened. You're not threatened. If you're threatened then by anything, if you're threatened by your Dharma brother or sister or partner or mother or anybody, it doesn't matter make any difference who it is. If you're threatened by somebody, you're going to fight. But if you see who you are, you see that who you are can't be threatened. I don't know how else to say it. If, I, if you can you think of a better way to say that. It's very difficult to say because it, just, it doesn't make uh, the general relative kind of sense because we're so identified with a body that can be threatened and with this body that can uh, gets sick, uh, goes, grows old and gets sick and dies. And this is everywhere. This is, a, this is how the Buddha got into the Buddha business. <laughs> So I know you're worthy. You're the only one that laughed. <laughs> Everyone else smiled. Go ahead. The <laughs> <laughs> and bowing. As long as there is a team, is there going to be a fight? As long as there's a team, I don't think not necessarily. Uh, there's, I don't see anything. I think it's situational. You might have to team up with other people to get certain things done. This is when I the, the teaching that I came up with somewhere. I probably stole it from somebody. I don't know where it came from. CCC. Communicate, cooperate, collaborate. Without the first one, you will not have the second two. You will not have the cooperation or the collaboration because it will based on, be based on misunderstanding of the communication. So that communication is really important, so do a lot of it. What is it to do a lot of communication? Listen a lot. Receive, receive, receive. And then you might find that the only way you can really work with that is to just like a very simple example is uh, the way we keep the monastery uh, grounds, uh, the temple grounds, the whole, what is called, I guess we're calling it the campus. Uh, all these buildings, we keep this place going pretty well, especially when we figure everyone's a volunteer. Who's being paid more? We have more questions. Go ahead. I'll tell you when to stop. Uh, so now I'm wondering what what does it, how can you have a team of people, how can you have a team of individuals if all of those individuals have 
no sides with anyone else or themselves. How how can it form out of that? That's separate from anybody. You see that it's much easier to work with someone. You see you're not separate from them. They may not see it, but they may be agreeable. But they may they may still be working with a, a basic sense of insecurity around the consciousness that shows up as a personhood or as a self that needs protecting or defending. That can go on for a long time. While a person can still have insight into this is uh, this is unreal, but hasn't actually seen it yet. If you see it, this is why it's so difficult. Listen closely, my friends. You won't see anything. If you see something, you have a ways to go. This is this transcends relative truth. I'm not here. This is not something we can vote on. Transcends it. You actually see beyond what everybody else is grasping at. This doesn't mean that you don't grasp at something also. But there's no one doing it. And it's and then you see this dependently arisen, even when you eat, even when you go to the bathroom, even you take a shower, even when you put on your clothes or do your laundry, or uh, as some of you have been doing, shoveling the walks in frigid weather. There's no, there's no one there. There's nerve endings there everywhere, but there's no solid separate being there. See it, liberate yourself from this six rounds of hell, hungry ghost, animal, human. Jealous God. It's the last one. Did I leave one out? Hmm? Yeah, that's what I was asking about. You're right. It's God wrong. Yes. Don't you bowing? Excuse me. When you were raising a family and running a business, how often did you sit? I avoided it as much as I could. I was pretty successful too. That's why it took me uh, over 30 years to even find myself sitting in this position. I, I wasn't I wasn't as lucky as you guys are. You have actually have a monastery that you can come with. There's a sitting going on every single day here where we're, we're doing a whole, in order to do a month long sitting, you had to go I had to, with others, had to go out to Colorado and sit out there at the Datsun. And here we're going to do that every year, the whole month of February. And for, what, eight hours a day? So coming back to your question, um, sat quite a bit. I can't, I didn't keep track of how many hours or sometimes I, sometimes I go a couple of weeks, I couldn't sit. I just couldn't. I just wouldn't. And it was also by way of uh, explanation. I've had all kinds of other things going on, trying to support myself, family, and so on. So, but much as I could, I don't. I never went on a vacation. I just went. I just went in a retreat or meditated, and in a group retreat or a solitary retreat or something during all of those years, uh, starting in nineteen seventy three.
but you know it's not it's not if someone meditates more than everyone else anyone else everyone else uh, that that might mean a lot in some ways but of course it means something but it's really important to, to when you meditate to just receive you're training yourself to just receive what shows up uh, so as soon as you can get to that and the quickest way to get to that don't agree with anything don't object to anything and don't ignore anything and that is a long trek of seeing how much you have no say so over that you just keep thinking up stuff and thinking painful thoughts and worrying and, and kind of criticizing yourself at least i did what a terrible meditator I, I am i never can get this i can't even i can't even understand what the Buddha was pointing out, let alone my teacher. So how can you say life is suffering? It isn't always suffering. Well, yes, it is. Well, it's very, very hard. So as you're doing, you've been part of the Sangha for many, many years. You know how hard it is to do this. It's hard to do it if you live right in the community. It's hard to do it if you live uh, a couple miles away. It's, it's difficult. But we just do the best we can with it. We support each other. CCC. Communicate, cooperate, collaborate. Get together as a community to study the Dharma, which we do every day. Has anyone ever counted up how many times we get together as a group? Or the, is there's a, a time that if you or if you studied every time that it's made available through this uh, monastery, how many times would it be? Do you know? Roughly nine. So a week. Nine times a week. So. Does that include the, the Dharma talks? No. Okay, so you got the Dharma talks, plus you got so nine, then you've got the talks I give, the talks that Chazan gives. So you have a lot of opportunity if you just, I mean, you, you could you could live out here in your uh, Volkswagen microbus, which occasionally people do that. And you, you wouldn't have to even live here, just come here every day. So there's no one's at the door charging you a fee. Excuse me. My motivation is to help you see what this is. I don't give a damn if you're a Buddhist or not. But it may, you may need to do this. You may need that kind of glue to stick yourself to this because the ego does not want to do this. And it, it does not want to do it so bad it will convince you that you shouldn't even be doing this, that the meditation doesn't work and I'm going to go back to silver mind control or Scientology, heaven forbid. But, you know, you're, are you going to find some other teacher that teaches more? I've had a few people leave because I'm too mean. And they've actually told me that. I really need this other teacher. He was more of this and more of that. Do I miss them? Yeah, but that's their, it's their business, not mine. More? Thank you, Valerie. If I'm not sitting as much as I want to, is there a way to not give myself such a hard time about it? Are you listening to me? Stop giving yourself a hard time about that. How's that? There. It's the intention to sit. It's not how much you sit. That doesn't take anything away from some of the people in here who sit many, many hours a week. It does, it does, please, 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 don't compare. Your karma, my karma, uh, Shoto's karma, Bion's karma, Jusan's karma, I can go around every totally different from each other. I've met all of you 
most of you, I think. And in an interview, and everyone's karma is different here. And I try to meet you where you're at and not try to get you to do what I'm doing. If you want to be a monk, I can help you. But you're going to have to push on me to get me to ordain you. I don't just go around ordaining people for the hell of it. I don't. I will try to talk you out of it. It's hard to do, especially the way it's taught here. More? Very good questions, please. I'm so glad that you're here. You need to be here as much as you can. But there's, it's not wrong if you stay away. I don't know what it's like to be you. I don't have any idea what, what you need to go through. I have a rough idea because I've known you a long time. I think you're doing great, regardless of how you feel. Just return, return, return. That's the important part. Return to it. Return to the wall. Return, return. Sit there for 10 minutes and get up and go do something else. I, I know all of you have heard me say that at least a little bit. You don't have to maintain anything. Pretty good news, especially coming out of the training that I got when I was practicing, where you had to stay there no matter what. You don't have to do that. Milka. Milka Bowing, some questions on YouTube from Martin in Latvia. Where? Latvia. Hmm. Can passion, hatred, ignorance be seen as ego self-grasping? Yes. And can, in meditation, I rest in experience of that grasping, or should I slap myself? Um, don't do anything with it. Don't rest in it. Don't slap yourself. Don't, 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 don't. Don't do anything. And it will do whatever it wants to do. But in that way, by not, if you do anything with it, then, then the, the self-centeredness gets motivated. The illusion of a self becomes stronger. If you don't do anything, just whatever happens. It, it may show up like you first described there. Uh, just uh, you seem to describe, just let it, let it eat you up. Nothing will happen. What is real is not threatened. Find out who you are. So you have no doubts about it. You have doubts about it. I wish there was something else I could say, but sit down and look at it for a while, maybe a few years. Yes, sir. Andre Bowling. The term body-mind complex is often used here. Today, during the 15-minute uh, sitting practice, your meditation instructions was, to paraphrase, allow the muscle, loosen the muscle to allow thoughts to have space to arise. I didn't say that. You're paraphrasing me? Yes. I'm you misunderstood. You misunderstood. I'll start over. I'm here to teach, not to be taught. Say it. What sounded like to me, you said, allow your thoughts, let the muscle, let the muscle allow, let the tension off your mind to allow your thoughts, to, the space to arise so you can, so we can receive it. My question is, when we're not allowing space, thoughts, space to arise, is that clamping down? I think the whole uh, circumambulation that you're doing around that topic is, is just too much discursiveness. Don't do any of that. Just sit down, watch what moves. It may be thoughts. It may be 
uh, a song you have been listening to or remembered. Uh, and maybe something happened uh, out in the kitchen three or four hours ago. Maybe something, maybe, 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 maybe any number. Just watch what moves. Don't generate anything. When you're doing sitting meditation, this is a different kind of uh, practice than some of the con con contemplative approaches to working on just receive. You don't, don't, don't generate anything. If you do, the ego will it, it will make some kind of a structure out of that to, to do what? Keep reifying, reestablishing, and reinforcing the illusion of a separate self that, that can even do such a thing as you described. Let's don't do it. Just receive. Keep it extremely simple. More? Yes. Clamping down, my clamping down. When you say clamping down, because today when you your meditation instruction, which I believe I thought you said, the muscle, allow your muscle, and it came to body mind complex to me. And somehow, for an instant, I don't know how it happened, if something was released from me when you gave that instruction. So my question is, if, if that is if that is clamping down. And what I be don't have been doing is clamping down, tightening these thoughts and not allowing them to rise. How do I unclamp them? How do I allow these the space for these thoughts? Just sit down. You can't do it. You can't clamp. You can't. You have no say so about your thoughts. I'm not saying you can't think about how to build a uh, a garage or how to paint a wall. You're going to have to do some kind of thinking about that. But the kind of thinking you're talking about doing this, you cannot do that. You cannot control your thoughts. People try to do that. They try to do it by labeling thinking, returning to the breath, all different kinds of uh, techniques for doing that. Uh, I've done a few of those. I don't teach those. What do I teach? Sit down, hold still, watch whatever happens. That way it's your mind stream. It's not just somebody else trying to help you, give you advice on how to clamp down or not, not clamp down. I don't care if you clamp down or you don't clamp down. And I have used the uh, the idea of a, a awareness muscle. I don't think I used it today, but I have used that occasionally. It doesn't really work very well, but it's it's like if you're if you just watch what moves in the mind stream, whether whether it's thoughts or emotions or memories, you do nothing with it. Then the awareness, uh, though it's not a muscle, tends to just be stronger because then what is happening in the in the awareness. It's like the, the sky becomes stronger, whether they're clouds or not. It doesn't care if they're clouds or not. Alshan, do you have anything? Ask me a question that you can TikTok. Alshan <laughs> uh, Bowing. Um, how do we see through self without it going to war with us? Bowing. It might have to just, it might have to be some warfare. That's why this way of teaching is about not being somebody else, but being who you are, so that you can actually see it yourself, so that you're working with the fundamental uh, building blocks or tinker toys of the of the mind streams, which is, uh, I like it, I don't like it, it's good, it's bad, it shouldn't be that way, it shouldn't be this way. And that is coming from, from your, life, your past lifetime, from your childhood, it's coming from so many different directions. And it just shows up. And that's why it's so important to just receive whatever shows up. Don't accept it. Don't accept anything. Don't reject it. Don't reject anything. And don't ignore it. And this way, <laughs> over time, you begin to see the, the consciousness itself just becomes liberated. 
and you can't you can't sell something you can do. You get no credit. You get no credential. So the only way, as my teacher once said, the only way around is right through the middle of it. You can't go around. You have to go right through whatever karma is showing up for you. It's yours. Go there. Go right into it. Again, don't accept. Don't reject. Don't ignore. More. Uh, bowing. Um, what is transcending ego um, without separating from it? Wow. It's consciousness. Consciousness doesn't have any problem with anything. But if there's a, a, an aspect of consciousness that is using the body as a support and the belief that the five skandhas are are actual dynamics that are hooked up to each other. If it, if you believe that that's happening, you're the one having the feelings, and you're the one who's thinking, and it, it is your the, your the, is your body that this is that all these things are occurring. The 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 body the form and uh, and the other four are all consciousness. You don't have to go. You don't have to fight with it. You don't have to do anything with it, but just see it. Takes a takes a lot of time, takes a lot of sitting down. Like Juju was asking, how much did I meditate? <laughs> I'd be embarrassed to tell you, I never meditated at all. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it if if you have, if you if you want to see what this is yourself. If you really are inspired, you don't have to receive vows, but you may need to. And if you do need that, it will help you. I think it will help you. My experience is this is very subjective. My experience, I would not be here if it weren't for vows. And I return to them. I write on the vow. I've even said before, I am the vow. If there's some anybody here, it's just a vow. Because I don't really care what happens. I can't. If I care what happens, then I'm worried about outcomes. And if I'm worried about outcomes, then we all have to sit down at a table and figure out how to... Uh, deal with your crazy psychology. I'm not getting many smiles there. Mostly frowns. Yuda. Yuda, well, I, I wanted to address Andre's question. I think you said that... Heaven the, forbid. <laughs> go ahead. I think you said the mind was muscle bone. I did. Can you say more Oh, about that's it? what you're talking about. Muscle bone. Muscle bone mind. Okay, well... I stand corrected. I didn't say muscle, but I said muscle bound. It's been worked so much that the thinking process is muscle bound. Uh, you're gonna, if you need help from something and you call on something, it's got a lot of strength conceptually. So that's what I'm speaking about there. Go ahead. That was it. Thank you. Otherwise, I would have gone thinking, where the hell is Andre coming from? His muscle stuck. <laughs> Yes, I did say muscle bound. Sir. Shadow Bowing, you were just talking about um, about worrying about outcomes. Yes. And I want to know how we can produce or be creative without worrying about outcomes. You have outcomes, but don't worry about them. Have an outcome. You're going to do this or do that. But put a lot of time in fretting about it. Train your mind to see clearly and have an intention. Whether it's working on the over in the mountain pass or mountain peak, rather, where the uh, putting the, the tile floor down and making sure the 
toilet doesn't fall through to the first floor. Uh, I mean, you're somewhat concerned about that, but it's a very simple, let's, oh, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do that. So I, I, I'm just using that as a simple way. Just have the intention. The intention takes you through. And it also works in terms of the vow. The vow, the vow to be with all things. The vow to see the truth. More? Montalban, you uh, this talk is within and without, and you said something about going deeper into this consciousness. Yes. Or when you say go deeper, are you saying uh, for us to see the particular uh, ways consciousness shows up? Bowing? Just to see the mechanism of consciousness, how it grasps, uh, opens up, how all of this uh, is happening in consciousness. And you will be much more clear on what's happening out here in the world. And you'll be able to see, instead of seeing, one of the contrasts that will show up right away uh, is, uh, and there's no guarantee, of course, is you seeing somebody that's difficult to be around or that you tend to blame them, uh, you'll see how much they're suffering. And this is why they're difficult. This is the way they, they download their difficulty on you. And so that, therefore they don't, because you get to be the culprit, you have to be the bad guy, therefore they don't feel so bad. Well, they might still feel bad, but they've got you, and then you're there, but you begin to see that uh, that's how they get rid of it. More about that if you haven't, or more about anything. Wonderbine, are you saying that we need to see that within ourselves before we can see it in others? That's where you train to see it. There, there, I'm not setting up some kind of a standard as... How that shows up, and it'll be different with some, with some people. It'll be easier to see that with some people, just because your your connection with them is has a more has a hidden area, but it's fundamentally stronger. Whereas with somebody else, uh, you might have all kinds of dynamics that are showing up there that are making it really hard to see the simplest, most obvious thing. So, are you saying then that if we, on the cushion, see the poisons? operating we can then see that in others it, it becomes more obvious yes it'll become more you'll become more it'll it will become more clear but it won't be it won't be sort of like an aha feeling it'll just it'll just it's like smoke clearing away you just see that it's always been there you just have been clouding it over with your feeling of wanting to fight back or retaliate or blame them for how they're making you feel Buying into the polarity. Go ahead. Wonder buying. Do we see the uh, start seeing layers of the dependent origination? Do we dependent causes and conditions or not? To some extent, yes. But it's so it isn't like a standard of suddenly all of a sudden, all of a sudden start seeing all these layers. It'll it will be uh, different with each person. But what will happen? eventually is that you'll you'll see the whole thing is not separate and then all of that falls apart and you see everything that's the that's the i don't know if you'd call it final or not but it looks that way you just don't have there isn't anything else so you don't there's nothing to think about unless you're asked a question and then you answer out of what you're looking at not what you think not what you're thinking about it more So then 
are, when we're on the cushion, we're looking at the poisons uh, showing up. That's movement. And looking at that movement, we eventually see no solid self. There's no guarantee of it, so we can't we can't do that kind of thing. But yes, because you're watching what moves without grasping. You're watching what moves. You're training yourself to watch and have a sense of equilibrium, or you could use equanimity or something about anything that arises, no matter how smelly, no matter how fragrant. You're just going to receive it. It's just you're just going to work with a dependent origination as it shows up, without accepting, rejecting, or shutting down. And over time, you that that same kind of equanimity or or balance starts. You start to see the incredibly imbalanced world. You start to see the incredible balance of the world. That everything is is, is sometimes in the in the uh, Zogchen tradition is called the great perfection. Because one who sees this sees that everything is fundamentally balanced. And there's nothing to fix. This doesn't mean that there aren't, there aren't there that all the chaos in the world comes uh, falls apart and that you no longer have any chaos and everything is wonderful from now on. And you're living in some kind of a God realm. And you actually see the nature, the fundamental nature of that which you've been covering up with your beliefs, your opinions, your ideas, and your fear. Oh. Divine, I was trying to go into the within deeper. So as you do that, eventually you look, you're looking at this because you, everything becomes mirror-like. So eventually you'll do this and then, then you'll begin to see that what you've been looking at here is showing up out here. And you're, if you're ready for that, then you'll be able to receive it. If you, if, you, if you don't have a teacher, you don't have a teaching, this can freak you out and you can be in the psycho ward, as has happened to several people. You can think of her name, Susan, Susan Seagal. Was one of them wrote a book about it where she did, did some meditation, but never, uh, never really went back to the meditation teachers to find out what was going on. Still, she went to psychiatry. <laughs> Big mistake. They tried to fix her. You read that book, didn't you? You didn't read it? Interesting book. It was a, she was standing at a bus stop one time, and her personal self fell away. And all she had was consciousness only. Interesting book. But without any structure, without any teaching, without any understanding, the ego freaks out because it's, it just got seen through. And it did not like that. Go ahead, Sano. When I hear stories about that and someone says that that experience is sustained, I find myself very skeptical. Well, I find myself disbelieving. What is that disbelief? Well, probably probably because uh, you can tell that the person who told that story is full of shit. Right? That's how it seems to me, but... Is there something more there? I mean, I guess what I'm really asking, to be honest, is are those people suddenly just becoming enlightened forever? Are they becoming enlightened forever? Right. I doubt it. It doesn't mean that we have all these billions of people There's bound to be just a, statistics alone. There's bound to be some people that are that, that area of the consciousness is not going to be as secure ego-wise. 
so it can come apart. But the best thing you can do with all this information is train your mind so that you see that you don't have to ask me any questions at all. Was it good? Was it good, Bonnie? This was a while ago. I've heard, but I've heard you say something along the lines of that when we as students bring you our confusion, you're completely confused with us. Yes. What is the what is the difference between that and buying into somebody's confusion or buying into confusion? You just see this confusion. But you don't accept it, reject it, or shut down on it. But if the person you're talking to is confused and they're buying into it, they're biting down on that, and they think that that confusion is somehow real, then they're probably suffering. But you can't just reach in and say, oh, let me take that away from, it, from you. Although there are probably teachers who can do that. Some theistic approaches might approach it that way, but unlikely to work very well. More? What does it mean to be completely confused with someone? There's no, well, there's no one there. There's no self. So there's no one who's confused. There's just a confusion. Confusion doesn't belong to anyone. It's, it's um, it, it, difficult to explain this relatively, but it is like someone is confused and you sit down and talk to them and endeavor to talk to them about are they meditating, how much do they sit, uh, how they've been working with this so far. You might go through several different iterations of that. and But you're looking at the confusion. You are the confusion that they're experiencing. So therefore, you're in a position to, you could say, you're in a position to maybe comment on it in a, on a, in a way that may be helpful to them. But you can't take take that away from them. You can't because they're grasping at that confusion as a um, what, security blanket or something. And they need that confusion in order to have to in order to, for that ego to survive. There has to be someone who's confused, and the one the one who is uh, liberated uh, isn't free of confusion, isn't free of uh, passion, aggression, and ignorance. It, it it but it does not uh, invigorate or support any kind of self centeredness that's going on. In other words, you don't care what happens next. This doesn't mean dismissively don't, don't care. It's just that you can see dependent origination. So whatever happens next is exactly what's, what needs to happen. And you're endeavoring to help that person see that. This doesn't mean accept yourself. It just means see the nature of the mind. See the nature. See uh, dependent origination yourself. You see it. You, because if you don't, you're at the mercy of it as a, a so-called little chunk of consciousness called me. And the only way that's going to stop separating itself into a cluster, into a doubled up fist of fear is to, as far as I know, is to practice awareness, continue to look at that, that lump of fear without pushing it making it stronger without pulling on it, validating in some way that it needs to be dealt with or ignoring it. You can do it. Are we at the end of it? No, we're not. Um, go ahead. What does the mirror referring to? What does the mirror refer to in Buddhism? Bowing. 
Well, it's a, as we all know, a, a mirror is a device that there's no one there, but if you hold it up to something, then you see a, your reflection in it or it's the reflection of someone else. So it's, it, it is the illusion that there's another person there. So the mirror-like wisdom uh, operates that way. It's showing you that the reality that you see across the room from you, the other person, is actually a, a mirror, uh, that you're actually looking at yourself, not looking at your physical self, of course, but you are the whole world is being reflected back to you. But that you won't be able to see that as long as you're reestablishing a me, me, me feeling all the time. It's me, and I'm the one that feels this way, and I'm the one that's harmed. I'm the one, even if someone did harm you, it doesn't matter. It's, you can you can use that relative truth of someone stepping on your toes in some way to continue your your ego, egohood, your relative self that has lost and uh, has been mistreated. A lot of people do that. More? Mirror? Yes. Can we say our nature is like a mirror? You could. Thank you. It's You're good welcome. to hear about you. I heard something about that in Mandarin, but I got confused. But it's good yeah, well. to hear it. You're not as confused uh, as uh, well. Would you doubt? <laughs> I'm terribly confused in Mandarin, and so is Unyu, right? Yeah. Any, any other Mandarin speakers in here? Mandarin listeners? Are you a Mandarin listener? Well, there, yeah, that's right. Got a bunch of students. Are you? Are you? Uh, are you? Um, uh, are you teaching Mandarin? Yes. Are you? Are you taking on in, any students? Yes. Oh, uh, well, maybe. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, well, uh, yeah. Any, anybody, but, anybody but Sano. <laughs> you know, Sano is looking for a Mandarin teacher. Yes, he is. Yeah, so if you uh, connect with Sano, if you, um, if you want extra money. Yeah, if you want some extra money, then he, he would like to, uh, uh, to have you teach him Mandarin. And if you teach him, then, uh, then we'll um, listen in. <laughs> we could give us more Mandarin speakers here to converse with. Is there a final question? I don't want to hold off. But is there a Thank final you. question from anyone? No? Okay. Close then. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, my name is Shoka. I'm a monk at Sokokoji, where I'm committed to training my mind under the guidance of my teacher, Sokozan. We rely on your support for our programming including a scholarship fund to cover living and tuition costs for those who are practicing full-time at the monastery. Thank you for your generosity.